Deal with it. We're all screwed up. Find out how to be happy no matter what is going on. Here's Tracy Crossley. Before we start today's podcast, I wanted to share some comments from some of Tracy's clients that have worked with her in both group coaching situations and one-on-one coaching. And to reach out to Tracy for a discovery session, please email her at happiness at tracycrossley.com. That's happiness at tracycrossley.com. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. It's been an amazing opportunity for me, so I feel like if I can make growth from it, I know anyone can. It's the best investment I've ever made in myself. It way beats a Greek holiday, and I love my Greek holidays. Welcome to this special edition where Tracy answers your burning questions. Hey, <laughs> I'm a little late today, but um, anyways, because I didn't look at the clock and I went, oh my God, it's 9.01. Shit, I got to get over there. Okay, anyway. Uh, it was so interesting not doing one last week because it was the 4th of July, right? So I have um, a ton of questions that I've gotten, which is great. Keep them coming. Um, you can always email them, like it says on the post, info at tracycrossley.com, and I will get them. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so what the heck are we talking about? Emotional baggage, right? Emotional baggage, people just sort of like, oh, you got emotional baggage. Well, it isn't something that's static, as in it's going to stay with you. It's something that you don't actually have to have. But a lot of us, we cling on to it because we don't know we are. Most of the time, people have no idea why they do what they do. And it comes from our belief system. And then we have certain patterns and stories. Hey, Will. Hey, Janelle. You know, we have certain patterns and stories that support this crap, okay? And unfortunately, we get caught up in it. Like it's, it's like a whole world is in your head. Okay. And it's nothing to do with the world out here. It's your perception of the world out here. So you don't even have any kind of a clue what actually is happening out here in reality. So when you're judging other people as an example, right, you're looking at them and you're saying, Oh, you know what? They did this, they did that, blah, blah, blah. And you're building up a case against them. And, In reality, somebody could be standing right next to you and go, they're not doing anything wrong. They're totally fine. They're great, right? So it tells you your perception is what's skewed. And what you want to be able to do is open up your perception because who the hell wants to be saddled with a bunch of baggage anyway? I mean, if you really look at it, it's, oh my God, I feel so heavy because I've got all of these negative beliefs. And then I'm running around gathering evidence for them, which makes my baggage heavier right? So it's all about being able to take emotionally risky action, which is super hard to do for most of us because the patterns we have have feelings attached to them, okay? And the feelings are usually fearful feelings. And what they do is they they keep you from trying to break the pattern because the belief needs to be true. And usually the negative core beliefs, hey, Alexis, um, you know, the negative core beliefs are always looking for that evidence. And so, you know, like, let's say you start dating somebody and um, you don't trust them, right? It's just something inside. I don't trust this person. And then you build a case against them and you're looking for every little sign that says, oh, they're not trustworthy when they may they may be trustworthy. And, and actually, in my language anyways, trust isn't about other people. Trust is about trusting yourself to emotionally handle things, which emotional baggage says you can't. So anyway, you know, when you start doing things like that and then you built a case and then you've made it into something that it wasn't to begin with, that's your emotional baggage. 
So when you can get through your emotional baggage, you can change your life. And you change your life by getting through your baggage. Because all of a sudden you start feeling freer. You start realizing, oh my God, there's a whole other world out here that's possible. You can't just mentally think it. You have to emotionally do the work. So I hope that, you know, I know a lot of people that tune into my Facebook Live, listen to my podcast, and I talk about a lot of the stuff. And, um, you know, and my programs are all built around breaking through all of this emotional bullshit, because frankly, I used to have a lot more than I have now. And, you know, I mean, the thing is, you're a work in progress your whole life, right? But I, I mean, I look back on certain beliefs I used to have, and I don't have them anymore. Like one of my big ones was I'm alone. I'm all alone in this world. You could have people around you and still have that belief, right? And so I don't have it anymore, which is crazy because that ruled my life pretty much for years. Hey, Melissa, telling, yep, it is uncomfortable, totally worth it, yep. So it no longer exists. I have another big one, the I'm wrong, right? And that one um, I think was more recent in trying to work through, right? And I feel like, yeah, I can totally be wrong. I can totally be fucked up and that's okay. Not a big deal and no longer is it a belief that I'm actually wrong or more wrong than other people. That drove me. So I had all of these beliefs and that's your baggage. It creates baggage because then you take all your outside events and you make a story out of it. Oh, this must be true because this happened. Well, that is your rest, your reticular activation la, 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 la. <laughs> system. Okay. The lizard brain part. Okay. That looks for consistency in certain things, which is a great survival mechanism, right? If you notice that there's a tiger and um, you want to be able to find the tiger so the tiger doesn't eat you. So all of a sudden you're noticing tigers everywhere. Well, that's what that Raz is. So anyway, you know, you, you start to notice things when you have a belief system, obviously that's operating your Raz. So now you're always looking for evidence and you can always freaking find it right? You can always find the negative shit everywhere. So the deal is you want to break down these beliefs. You want to get rid of these patterns. And that is what I'm talking about. Okay. All right. So I got questions that I probably should get to because I'm totally running late, but okay. Hi, Tracy. Can you talk about emotional hunger versus love? Okay. So those are two totally different things. So emotional hunger to me comes from a place of lack. Um, if I have emotional hunger, it says to me that I have been starving myself emotionally, which means I'm disconnected from myself to begin with. This isn't even about other people yet. You have to look at how do I treat myself? Am I connected to myself? How can I be connected to other people if I'm not connected Whoops, connected to my own feelings? I can't. So a lot of times we mentally go through our life thinking we are feeling things, but we're just thinking, okay? And then we're attaching feelings to our thinking which thoughts don't have feelings, right? So, so we're doing this kind of thing where, oh my God, I have this story. I have a story I'm alone. I have a story that nobody loves me. I have a story, all of that. And then that makes you feel this emotional hunger, right? Like you're starving to death because you're not loving you. You're not giving yourself attention. You're not going, hey, what am I doing that's making me feel depleted? Because if you're hungry, you're obviously depleted. So you are probably doing things, maybe you're a people pleaser, maybe you're a perfectionist, maybe you're constantly solving problems, you know, maybe you're assuming all the time. A lot of times, if you stop yourself and go, what am I thinking about? You're going to find yourself thinking about situations you have no control of, or trying to problem solve, or looking at it and going, oh, I know what they're thinking, I know what they must be feeling, and blah, 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 fuck that, okay? You know, we do this, though. 
and the whole, I'm going to personalize everything everybody says and does. When what most people do is because of themselves. It isn't because of you. Okay. You might be a trigger, but it's not because of you. It's because of how they are interpreting information in their own belief system. Right. So what happens is if you are not connected to you, you will always feel this lack. Love has no lack. See, love is fluid. Love is warm and fuzzy. Love opens you up. It really does. Because let's say, um, you know, you're focusing on something that is painful. You can still find the love inside of you and, and have love with it. You know, love is still there. It feels warm and fuzzy. Your chest expands. Your view of the world expands. When we are feeling a state of love, which is inside of us, by the way, somebody else isn't creating. I mean, people trigger it or, you know, they're a symbol for it. But you actually are the only one that can feel your feelings. Nobody else can feel your feelings, right? You can share your feelings, but nobody else can feel your feelings. So, hey, Rebecca, <laughs> you did. Um, so what happens is a lot of times we are so stuck in this needing things from the outside. Give me, give me, give me, give me that you never get. And so you always feel like you're starving for something. So that's what emotional hunger means to me. Love is always there, always filled. You know, even if you love somebody you're no longer with, you can still love people. You know, love is just easy. It's kind. It's compassion. You know, it's all of those things. And that to me is what matters. So anyway, let me get to question two. Can you talk about why is anxious avoidance? It's so hard. Oh, and this is all part of the same question. Oh, okay. Uh, there's bullet points here. <laughs> All right. Can you talk about why is anxious avoidance? It's so hard to let go of a relationship, you know, is probably from emotional hunger because this comes back to childhood. This comes back to your attachment, your early childhood attachment, whether you had parents that were overbearing or underbearing, you know, and anything in between, right? Abusive or disorganized or inconsistent or totally overprotective. Um, whatever it happens to be that somehow got in the way of your emotional growth. And also you didn't actually feel love all the time. Maybe you felt like you had to work for it. So whatever you've associated love with, okay, well, I can only get love if I get straight A's or something like that, right? So you're always gonna be overachieving. And so that's gonna make you feel this emptiness inside. And then you meet somebody, all right, where you get attached because they have certain characteristics that reminds you of that part of yourself, that little kid who didn't get that love back then. And so now it's like, if I just try harder, if I just do more, if I, you know, work my ass off, if I, you know, wave a magic wand and I turn into a butterfly, I don't know. It's just, we do things because we need love because we don't give it to ourselves. So the more you give love to yourself, okay, with the things I'm talking about, like stopping a lot of these activities, all this overcompensation. And you start loving yourself because now you're not depleting yourself. You start to feel different. You start to feel better and lighter. And so if you're in an attached relationship, it does help you to be able to move from it. I mean, that's what worked for me too, because I was in an attached, many attached relationships. And, um, when I was in one, it was really about how much I started allowing myself to speak certain truths, to stop trying so hard. Um, I even had somebody say, why are you trying so hard? Like somebody I was dating, why? I'm like, I don't know, I don't know, I'm not trying hard. But I didn't see myself very clearly. So um, it's all the things you do to deplete yourself along with those childhood longings. And what happens is 
it's like glued to somebody who may not even be, a, let's say, a consistent relationship. Maybe it's a booty call or maybe it's somebody who's in another relationship or you're in another relationship and so are they. Or, you know, there's all different combinations, but it's something where there is a distance and then there's a part of you trying to close that distance at the same time there's a part of you trying to get away, right? It just doesn't, it, it's, it's like it's on autopilot. And so the more you can become aware of what you're doing, the better you're going to feel. You're going to start to realize, oh, holy shit, I'm the one doing it. Then you start to feel empowered and you don't feel so victimized by the relationship. And then you can start acting in ways and using what is happening right now as a training ground for what you're doing. You know, a lot of times when I throw the baby out with the bathwater, when we don't even know why we're in a fucked up dysfunctional situation, okay? We just want to go, I don't want to deal with that anymore. What does that do? It makes you sit and ruminate on everything you miss or ruminate on, did I make a mistake? Or, and it brings in a whole other aspect that you don't even need to do to yourself, but we do it because we live in a society that's like, oh, I got to be, you know, this one's disposable or we just can't stand how we feel anymore. And because we think it's outside of us and we get rid of that, we think, oh, it's going to be better. And it's not because we're still with ourselves. So you want to really work on being able to stop the behaviors that, deplete you and you want to speak your truth and speaking your truth is not an opinion by the way people I hear this all the time speaking your truth isn't telling somebody you're an asshole that's not speaking your truth that's your opinion okay because somebody else might not think that person's an asshole by the way speaking your truth is about your true feelings okay I feelings admitting things that you do not want to admit to anybody those are steps in the direction of opening yourself and being complete with yourself, meaning being whole. All right, last one. So my query today is that I've noticed a pattern in my relationships. I'm single now, my last relationship ended six months ago, and I've come out of the hurting and taking a good look at what's going on. Each of my ex-partners have all found new people very, very quickly after being with me, like within days, a couple of weeks, and sometimes the new person has been there already, like they cheated or something, and left to be with the new person. I feel like I'm a training ground for their happy ever after whilst I'm sat, I'm sat here on my own again, but soul destroying, but keen to find out what my part in this is. Another pattern I've recognized is that there is often an imbalance in sexual chemistry. My husband didn't come near me, but cheated with someone else. One partner would voluntarily abstain from climax and was totally silent in his lovemaking. My last partner suffered from erectile dysfunction and used this as a reason to end our relationship, yet within weeks he started a new one. Needless to say, I'm tired of this. I'm staying single until I can figure out what I'm doing, not doing, for this to keep repeating. Any ideas would be gratefully received. So <clears throat> it seems like you have people that have trouble with intimacy which is going to tell me you probably have trouble with intimacy, whether it's physical or emotional in nature, right? Because you have people that are hiding, like at the moment of climax and somebody's like, whoop, hiding, you know? It's like, oh, I'm not gonna do that. So obviously it has nothing to do about the pleasure. It has more to do with um, not wanting to be connected. And so there's a feeling perhaps that these people, because they go and find relationships so fast, are just looking for a warm body or looking for some kind of safety. Um, and with in your presence, um, and I don't, you know, and here's the thing, I don't know what their future relationships were like. They may have gone and met people just like you. It, it's not even about you, what they're doing, okay? So it's really about what is it you're doing? You know, are you being open? 
Are you truly present? Are you expecting things from people that they can't give to you? Um, you know, what is it that you're doing? Because from this, I don't really know what you're doing. I get what they're doing. You've described everything about them. Okay. So what is it about you? Where are you with you? And what do you do? How open are you to emotional intimacy? How open are you when you're physically intimate? And if you're, you know, physical intimacy to me is for most people, at least people I work with, way easier than emotional intimacy. In fact, most people, yes, I can definitely see my issues with intimacy. Yep. Um, you know, with most people I work with, it's like, oh, yeah, hey, physical intimacy, no problem. I can have sex for days with whoever, doesn't matter. You know, there is that aspect. I mean, when I was younger, I was totally like that. I didn't have any emotion about it. Emotional intimacy, though, is <clears throat> pretty tough, right? Emotional intimacy is scary because you might lose somebody, you might lose the relationship. And a lot of people, again, don't know what emotional intimacy is. They don't know how to speak a truth. You know, like I was just saying, most people don't. Hey, Melissa, not about you. Yeah, they're on their own BS, exactly. And the problem is that when we haven't had emotional intimacy, again, going back to childhood, what do we expect? You've learned certain things. You have to remember, like you're a little kid and you're learning things because you don't know anything. You came into this world, you didn't know anything. You knew you needed love and you need to eat, and you need shit, right? And you need to sleep. So you know those things. That's all you know. You do not know how the world works. So you have to pick up cues from what's going on around you. And if you have dysfunctional parents or parents with no self-awareness, which, hey, a lot of us did, and I wasn't exactly super aware when I was raising my kids, so I'm sure there's stuff that, oh yeah, I could have totally done differently had I been in a different place. So the bottom line is, these kids are picking up and you know learning oh, I can do this and this will happen. Or this is about me. I'm being told the same thing over and over. So it must be true, right? So we get, this is the messages. And then we develop beliefs and then we go through our lives with them. It's not like you get these beliefs when you're a kid and they just go away as an adult. Oh, no, 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 no. You get them as a kid and then you perpetuate them with your patterns. So you want to look at yourself and you want to go, Okay, did I ever learn emotional intimacy? Did I learn how to be connected to my own feelings? Did I disconnect because my feelings were something nobody ever wanted to deal with as a kid and they didn't want me feeling a certain way because that made them uncomfortable. So you wanna look at yourself and go, what is it that I am doing? Not what are they doing? Who gives a shit what they're doing? You don't know if they're, again, you don't know if they're happy, sad, whatever their deal is, is their deal. But you wanna see for yourself, okay, how open am I? What do I do when I date men? How do I come across? Am I trying really hard? Am I totally cut off for myself and trying to get them to like me? You know, what am I doing? And in the relationships, how am I? Am I, you know, very far apart emotionally? It sounds like it. It doesn't sound like there was any emotional connection with any of these people. So I'm, you know, and it doesn't sound like there was much of a physical one. So it doesn't sound real safe or secure. And that doesn't mean that you're making them feel unsafe or insecure because that, again, is something felt inside. You might trigger it, but then it's to look back and go, well, if I'm triggering it, what, what's going on inside of me, right? Because if it's something that's happening over and over, it's, again, what's going on inside of me? So you want to develop an awareness about yourself. And it doesn't sound like the, you have an awareness when it comes to the emotional aspect, maybe the physical aspect, but not the emotional aspect. So that is what I say. So anyway. Those are my three questions that I'm answering today because, um, you know, I uh, I would love to answer more because I think we have like, I don't know, we have a bunch of questions, which is great, which is great. I love the questions. Um, 
So anyways, you guys, tune in. Also, um, if you just are finding my Facebook Live and you want more information, you know, like you want to listen to stuff, I have my podcast. And it's right now called Tracy Crossley's Podcast because I needed to get rid of the title. Um, I have to come up with a new one. Hey, maybe you guys want to come up with a new title for my podcast. Anyway, um, but you can hear more about this stuff on my podcast. Like I talk about this and I have, I think, 300 and some odd episodes, uh, almost 400 episodes that I've done. So you can find plenty there. Um, I also have other programs and stuff that um, I think are really awesome because I don't put shit out. I put good things out that I think are very helpful to people. So anywho, all right. I will see you guys next week. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. To find out more about Tracy and her podcast, visit tracycrossley.com. That's where you can sign up for her newsletter and information session and find out more about her courses and programs. The address again is tracycrossley.com. If you like the podcast, please leave a five-star review on iTunes so that more people can find it.